You're listening to Breaking the Silence, a podcast by Reach 10, where we're creating a culture of courage, compassion, and connection to overcome the shame, silence, and fear that often surrounds topics such as sexuality and pornography. We're your hosts, Chriselle Simons and Creed Orm. Welcome back, listeners, to the podcast. We are so happy that you're here listening. We just want to give you a heads up that starting now, every two weeks, we will be rolling out new episodes. So stay subscribed, be updated, because next week, don't be afraid, there won't be an episode next week, but the following week there will be. And every two weeks after that, we'll come out with a new episode. So please continue listening, share with your friends, we're so glad to have you. Today, we have an awesome guest, Emmy Bass. She is a senior at BYU studying classical civilization. She's from Tennessee and rock climbs too much. <laughs> she started a BYU club called BYU Unalone Club. And that's going to be the focus of our episode today. What is the mission of the BYU Unalone Club and how can people get involved? And so we're so happy to have her here. Emmy, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and then we'll get into things. I don't know. There's not a whole ton to tell. I think something just to keep in mind as you're listening is, yes, like I was the one to kind of found this club and get it rolling, but it was very, very much the savior. And so like if you're listening and you're in a place where there's not a ton of conversation, our, our focus is overcoming pornography, providing support. But if you're somewhere where there's not a conversation about something like this, like you can absolutely get one started. I love this. I love this so much. I actually found you on Instagram. That's how you got here is I was like, oh my gosh, this is such a cool club. I'm so glad this exists. BYU needs this. The whole world needs this. And let's bring you on our podcast. This is so great. I love that you rock climb too much. I am a social (laughs) rock climber, so I don't rock climb enough, but I like it. And I am so excited for you to tell us more about this Unalone Club. And I also really like the name. Tell us a little bit about how it got started, why you decided to name it Unalone. What's it for? All that jazz. Perfect. So yeah, we can start with our focus groups. So we are a club where students who are working to overcome pornography and those in their support system can come and find access to to hope, to have a shame-free environment, to talk about these kind of struggles anonymously as they feel comfortable and have access to real resources and good information. Because there's a lot of fear tactics out there when it comes to teaching people about pornography and spreading awareness of really complicated issues like this. And so we try to kind of combat that by providing a place where people can come and have an honest and vulnerable conversation without feeling like they're going to be judged. And because it's over Zoom, you don't have to turn your camera on. You don't have to use your real name. So that's who we are. We started because I came home from my mission and I did the fun like thing of like, you find a really nice boy, you get really serious, really fast. And this boy opened up to me and said that he was struggling with pornography. And when he first told me that, I was like, well, that's tough. Like I, you know, break the Sabbath sometimes. You know, I, like, I didn't realize that it was like an issue that was going to form the way that he thought about himself. And he was very much in a place where he hadn't really had access to the kind of resources that could help him really overcome this issue. And I didn't realize how it was going to affect me. It broke my heart how much it affected him. And 
you know, I found myself very overwhelmed. I didn't know how to help. I didn't know how to support him. And I didn't know like healthy boundaries. I was just very lost. And the more I was on Google, the more I was confused because I didn't know how to provide support. And there didn't seem to be any resources out there for me. So I originally wanted to start this club. Like that relationship kind of just like came to a natural end. We just weren't a great fit. He's an awesome guy. But I kind of realized like, wow, how many people are in this same situation? So I wanted to start a club for, and this is like just shows my own ignorance, but for people who are dating boys working to overcome pornography. And I worked on it for a couple months, coronavirus hit, all of our meetings and stuff came to a grinding halt. So I didn't get to start the club. And then I just spent the last year just kind of praying and thinking and really researching pornography. And I realized it's not just a, a men's issue, like this affects women so much. There's a whole side of it with betrayal trauma within like a marriage situation, if a spouse has been viewing pornography, And it's just, it's such an all-encompassing issue that I realized, like, had I started my club the way that I wanted to, it probably wouldn't have been that affected. But, like, thankfully, like, there was some good quality revelation and some good quality research that kind of led me to realizing the type of environment I needed to facilitate and that I had the opportunity to create something that wasn't there before. So I started the Unalone Club. And that's amazing. Just want to say, like, (laughs) that's so cool. I mean, you saw how it affects people. You Mm -hmm. saw how it affects people in a dating relationship, their self image, Mm -hmm. you know, all that. And you wanted to put something together that could help them all out. And you did all the research and look at what you've created. I'm so (laughs) pleased. (laughs) Thank you. I'm, I'm a research junkie. I'm like absolutely a pornography research junkie. The amount of Google searches that are pornography related on my computer is like a little, (laughs) a little unsettling for people that aren't quite familiar with our club. But at first we had a different name and the name is one of my favorite parts of our club because it, it wasn't me. It was completely the savior. I was sitting on an airplane with my little brother and I had finally kind of figured out who we were going to be and what we were going to focus on and how much this is such a painful issue. And I had kind of come to terms with how I needed to speak about this in a way that was going to be respectful and validating because it's such a hard struggle. I I had finally kind of figured it all out. And then they said, okay, the name that you're using, there's already another club with that name. And they focus on something totally different. And so they weren't going to let us start meeting until I, you know, emailed this person and said, Hey, could we combine forces or something or just change the name? And so we're in the airplane and we're just kind of spitballing ideas back and forth. But as I was typing on my phone, like the idea just came into my head, like the unalone club. And I was like, well, that's very cliche. Like the spirit just like over my whole body, I knew that it was right. And that's like not something that happens very frequently for me. Like I very much get revelation in like little tiny drips, but this was a really neat experience because I realized like, if you struggle with pornography, you feel alone because we're taught, you know, to avoid it, that it's this scary thing. And it is, it's very intimidating, but if you struggle with pornography, the research shows that you're in the majority and you're surrounded by people that have either overcome the same struggle that you're going through or right alongside you in that battle. And so the goal of our club is to provide a space for people who have felt alone for so long to come together and kind of realize that through the savior and through their fellow students that they, they don't have to be alone anymore. And if they're willing to take that massive intimidating step and just reach out, just log on to a meeting, leave their camera off, use a fake name, like they don't have to be alone anymore. I love this. I love this so much because also I think people that are supporting people or that experience betrayal trauma, they also feel alone. And like 
you're not. You're so not alone. Like, I remember when I was at BYU after my mission and I'd gone through, if you've listened to our first episode, then you know a little bit about my story. But really, I felt so alone. I literally remember being on the campus and being like, no one, no one understands, which is like 100% not true. not true so I love love the name I love what you're doing I love that you're providing a space for people to gather and way to use zoom you know like I feel like there's a lot of complaining about zoom mostly in my life and it's so important to focus on the miracle that people are able to show up to a meeting completely anonymous and not feel alone anymore that is such a beautiful miracle and like Thank you, coronavirus. Thank you, God. It's actually, let's just, you know, be honest about that. But like, that is such a cool miracle and an amazing resource for people. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not meeting for the summer right now because school's not in session for the winter semester. You'll start again in the fall, right? To meet once a week? Yeah. So we meet every single Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. over Zoom. Well, a little bit of background. We have like... We try to put just as much focus on our Instagram page as we do in our club meetings. And especially moving forward, we're still figuring things out a little bit, but we kind of have gotten the hang. And especially because as a BYU club member, people that aren't BYU students are discouraged from attending meetings. And so we do our very best to recap every single meeting on Instagram so that those who can't attend or if people just have work schedules that get in the way still have access to that information. And we also try to pull resources from just every corner of the internet, podcasts, books, online programs, you know, different like forums and places people can go and meet and discuss journeys with pornography. We pull those together and we review them. And it's one of my favorite things that we do. So we're spending this summer, we have a meeting tomorrow to kind of assign members of our team, different books, different podcasts, different programs. And they'll either, you know, finish the book, listen to a ton of the podcast or complete the online program. And then they'll write a review so that people who've never heard of it before can have access to that resource. They can know where to find it and they can know like, okay, if I'm in a supporting position, if my sister is struggling with pornography and it's affected me in this way, maybe this resource wouldn't be very helpful for me. Maybe I should go with this one. And they'll be able to kind of navigate all of the many things we have available to us as we're kind of working to overcome pornography. Yeah. So listeners go ahead and find Emmy's club unalone BYU on mm-hmm. Instagram at the handle un.alone.byu. Is that right? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> okay. I found it nice and easy. Already subscribed. Woo! Looks great. So follow them for updates throughout the summer and then especially coming into the fall, right? Mm-hmm. So what's it like? You show up to this meeting, maybe name yourself Cinderella or... <laughs> Pokemon, Pikachu, yeah. that's, that's the word I was looking for, Pikachu. I don't know if Pikachu's made its way back because like everything else 90s is like making its way back. But so I show up, what happens in these meetings? Tell me a little yeah. bit more about that. So our meetings generally, they run about an hour and then we stick around for questions afterwards. And the lovely thing about Zoom is you don't have to use your picture. You don't have to have your camera on and you can use an alias or a fake name if you feel most comfortable with that. Like one of my favorites is we had Han Solo coming to our meetings for a long time. Someone named iPhone has really contributed a lot. And so it's it's really just as comfortable as you feel. And we're also filming this on a Star Wars day, May 4th. Oh, and it's perfect. Han Solo fits perfectly. (laughs) Yeah. So we, yeah. So you come and it's, it's 
about as anonymous as you're comfortable with. We usually go back and forth between having just a group discussion where I generally, I'm the president of the club, so I'll welcome everyone to the meeting and we'll bring in a guest. So we usually strive to have people that have a lot of credentials, a lot of professional experience with pornography or a relevant personal experience. And they'll share either their journey, their research, or a little bit about their program. If they run a certain style of therapy, or if they're like the author of a particularly pertinent resource, we are polling our, our members and we're like, okay, what resources have helped you that you want to hear from people next semester? And like three people said reach 10 and I was like, great. And so we try to just get good information and spread that. So we'll have meetings like that where it'll be either a Q&A where people can submit questions anonymously through Zoom, which is a feature I didn't even know existed, but the club members can ask their questions. And we've had people submit some incredibly just moving questions. They've been so vulnerable and so open. And it's been so fantastic to see these things that like I would be scared to ask, you know, people will submit this question and because they do it anonymously, then I will voice the question to the guest. And every time the guest will just take a moment and thank that person for being so open and taking a risk to send this question. It's just an incredibly uplifting environment. And then sometimes we have meetings where it's just like, I'll message certain group members that I have a relationship with personally, you know, or people that have been pretty vocal and ask if they'll be willing to share. So one of our most moving nights was like a story sharing night. We have a pretty even split between men and women and between people that are overcoming pornography and people that are supporting. And it's really interesting, like pornography is not just a men's issue. And our club has really confirmed that to me. And supporting people overcoming pornography is not just a girl's job. And again, our club has really like shown me that. And it's been really cool because we had a member and it was one of their first times being really open about pornography. And after they shared their story, the entire dynamics of our club were changed because their story was so unique, but at the same time, so, so common that so many people were willing to like able to relate to that. And once, you know, those three people that said that they were okay with it, like emotional confidentiality and safety and stuff is like our highest priority. So I'm always like messaging someone like, Hey, is this okay? Are you comfortable with this? Like, could you do this for us? But once those people said they were willing to share their stories and they share their personal journey, cameras turned on and people started using their names because they were able to connect and realize we're all going through the same thing, even though it's so different for all of us, because pornography affects every brain so differently. Like we're all so much in the same boat. And it was just such an amazing, like solidifying experience. Yeah, the unity in our group after that was just incredible because people are just willing to share. And like taking that risk is so huge. And I just like, oh, I'm so proud of them every meeting. But it's really fantastic the way that the people in the club benefit from hearing each other's stories. I love this so much. I love it. I love it. I love it. And we we talk about connection all the time on our podcast. Mm -hmm. If you listen to like any episode, you know that we always talk about connection and, and shame, I think is like the greatest dividing emotion, right? Like that's its role is to make you not want to connect with people. And what I love about what your group is modeling for everyone, even if you don't attend this group ever, what it models is that if you will open up and be vulnerable and connect with people, shame disappears. It does. I promise it does. It doesn't have to continue to exist in your life. And that's so, so beautiful. So beautiful. So way to go. Way to start this club. Oh, I'm just so surprised. And you also said something that I love. I love that you've got like 50-50 men and women. That is so cool. Because when I was at BYU, I attended a couple of the unraveling pornography meetings. This was like the porn club before your club. 
and the anti-porn club, I guess I should say, because it sounds weird. And then also we like reached 10. We used to have like in-person meetings and always it was like 80% women. And I was so glad that all these, you know, women were showing up. And I mean, here I am, like I was showing up, right? But I was like, I know that everyone needs it, you know? And as we look at our statistics, it's like 50-50. Mm-hmm. Like we have 50-50 men and women listening to our podcast. And I'm so grateful for that because we all, everyone needs this resource. Yeah. Everyone needs help and hope. And so I love, thank you, Zoom. Like, mm-hmm. like, I'm so grateful for like even this podcast where we're able to talk about it so more people can listen to it without the shame before they're ready. Yeah. So. It's so beautiful and just ins- inspiring to hear about these meetings. I hope listeners once again, just follow the club unalone BYU on Instagram and you can participate start off anonymously. If you need to, you can stay anonymous forever. Just participating in any way sounds just so helpful. So what are maybe some experiences or stories that have occurred because of the club? How has it been helping as people have been involved? Yeah. So first of all, all the stories I share, I share with permission. One of my favorite ones though, we had two members and they had pretty opposing perspectives. Like one of them, ARP had been so helpful for this person. And for the other one, ARP was just the worst. And once again, that's the addiction recovery group Yes. for LDS people, right? Yeah. And it was really interesting to see them kind of come to common understanding where their, their root problems were the same and they kind of found a resource they both really loved. And that was neat. I think my favorite one though, has probably been like, we had someone who came and they started out using an alias without a picture. And then gradually they, they turned on their camera, but they didn't use their name. And then after a couple of weeks, they, they had the camera, they had a nickname and they were just really, really engaged, really involved in our meetings. And then like by the end of the semester, we had a little in-person get together and they came and they were contributing. And it was just so neat because this is a person who has talked to people about their struggles with pornography before, but just felt like they were able to connect in this whole new way. We generally will have people stick around after the meetings just for Q&A. Sometimes my social meter like feels weird after an online meeting. I'm like, I felt like I connected with my friends, but I kind of didn't. So they kind of just stick around and we just have some fun and ask questions. But one member kind of let us know. He's like, I'm in a hole and this is the worst it's been since before my mission. I've really been struggling with pornography and I feel like I can't get out and I don't feel comfortable turning to anyone for like an accountability buddy. And I just don't have a ton of friends right now that I could talk to. And another member of the club was, well, I'm on my longest clean streak ever. And that might not really mean anything, but like, dude, here's my Instagram. Like, and they just became friends right there. Oh, and he yes. was like, yeah, he was like, dude, if you want like tips, what's helped me, or if you just want to talk, if you would just want to be my accountability buddy, like I would appreciate that so much. And it was so cool to me to see these two, you know, they're in very different spots on their journey, but just connecting and validating each other's strength and like vulnerability and struggle and forming a real friendship that I think has lasted. And that just sitting there and knowing that that had come about because, you know, they were willing to be strong and take that stab in the dark to even by logging on to a meeting like this, you're kind of acknowledging that something's not right in your world. So having the strength to just do that when you, when you offer like a little grain of sacrifice, when you're uncomfortable for a little bit of time, because you're trying to like repent or you're trying to connect or be vulnerable, like the savior sees that and he just rewards it like a zillion fold. And we've seen that in our club so much. Just the people admitting like, oh my gosh, it was so hard to just open my laptop and log on. Like 
that's what the struggle is. But because the Lord knows that, he honors that. Well, just, yeah, podcast listeners, when you're willing to put yourself out there and start a conversation or try to connect with someone, just facilitate a talk about something that's been on your mind. If it makes you uncomfortable, it's almost a sign that it's the right thing to do because the Lord's going to honor that and he's going to increase the blessings that are going to surround that vulnerability. And he's going to bless that connection and he's going to help you to overcome this problem. Yeah. If you struggle with pornography, come and hang out with me (laughs) on our meetings, please. I would love to meet you anonymous or not. And yeah, I know that through connecting with your fellow club members, like you're going to see results and you're going to learn things about yourself that you never knew. And it's all the blessings of working through a problem with pornography. Oh, so perfect. Just fills my heart and just makes me smile. This is so good. So, so good. I mean, is there anything else you want to break the silence on? Hmm. Why do people hate on Cheetos? They're like the best chip ever. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not here for the Cheeto party, but I'm glad you are. (laughs) Yeah. I think that people can make change. You just think you're just one person just chilling, filling out like 800 pieces of paper for BYUSA to create a club. But then like you really can create change and even just one conversation, like you never know the good that you're doing. And so if you're listening to this podcast and there's something weighing on your mind, I promise you, if you open up and talk to one person, you might change their life forever. And yeah, man, connection, it's the bomb. It's the bomb. It's the bomb. It's the bomb. Yes. Go hang out with Emmy. Go hang out with her club. Hang out with us. Follow their Instagram page. Emmy, you rock. (laughs) Maybe maybe send Emmy some Cheetos. Maybe eat some Cheetos in honor of Emmy. Just way to go. And follow what she's saying. I completely concur and agree. We need to move past our fears and do what we feel a call to do. Any attempt to connect, like you're saying, Emmy, I think will teach you great valuable lessons and connection. Yes. So do it. <laughs> yeah, yes. Do it, do it, do Courage, it. Courage, compassion, connection. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> great, Emmy. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. We have loved having you. And listeners, once again, just remember that You won't see an episode next week, but you'll see one two weeks. So two Tuesdays from now, join us again. We love you. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to Breaking the Silence by Reach 10. Help us create a new culture of connection by sharing what you heard today with at least 10 people. Please help us reach more young adults by going to iTunes to rate and review our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Reach 10 is a nonprofit. You can help support this podcast by donating on our website and following us on social media. We share these views to open the dialogue on these tough issues. We are not professionals, and the ideas shared on this podcast should not be taken as professional advice. The opinions and views that our hosts and guests share do not necessarily reflect the views of Reach 10, and we don't guarantee the accuracy of any statements you hear. Reach 10 is not responsible for your use of information heard on this podcast. We keep learning and invite you to join us as we build a more open, compassionate, and courageous culture.